0: And now,
1: weighing in, out of the blue
0: corner, John the Pug
1: Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Nice.
0: Well, we have had an exciting weekend full of fights. The PFL, Bellator, the UFC. We even have Javante Tank Davis going after Barrios tonight. Even though we're not going to talk about that, on this show because it's going to go off too late and we want to get this show out to you guys so <laughs> welcome to the weighing in podcast with the real punk josh thompson if i got stories to tell you guys
1: no no we have no, do do <laughs> we have stories no stories to stories tell no stories
0: to tell and myself <laughs> oh. Tom McGregor, we've got podcast dave on the controls and we are here to give you our views on what is occurring in the combat sports world i cannot wait to talk about some of the things going on what's up my man what, happens what happened in to your background?
1: Sun, what happens in Mohegan stuns Says in Mohegan sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting you know that now. Not talking uh, about it. My background has changed. I'm in uh, Georgia right now. Georgia. Georgia. It's absolutely amazing here. Um Came down uh, visiting with Jen Brown and uh, checking out her community because I'm looking at buying a place maybe over here now, too. We'll see. We'll see what happens. John knows. John's just mad that I don't buy in his neighborhood. That's, That's why. That's because you don't come John... to my
0: neighborhood because you're too afraid to know, oh, my God, it's fantastic. I, oh,
1: and then you'd I have would... to live near me. I know. That would be just tra- tragic. <laughs> tragic. But well, you know what, though? You, it's, also, it's, it's, you, you
0: can't live in, a, in what we call an elderly community. Yeah, this is very
1: true. <laughs> this is very true. Oh, man. I can't imagine. I honestly, can you imagine if I had Miss McCarthy knocking on my door all the time? Hey, it's time to film the podcast. Oh, I'm you'd like, be done. <laughs> I would love it, though. Love it. Uh, I, it's just so funny because I think so many people live like in areas they've lived their whole life like I have. Yeah. I've lived pretty much in California my whole life. I lived in Idaho for, for high school and stuff, but when I came back after, I've been in California my whole life. It's like you just you just don't Get know. used to it. Yeah. You're not, you don't understand the the rest of the states that are out there, how beautiful they are. It's amazing. Yeah. And so, and the communities that are, that are out there, I love it. Uh, I love just exploring and seeing what's going on. So, we'll see. I'm, uh, we're gonna get, I'm got in touch with the, someone who is the realtor here. And so, we'll see. Oh, we'll already
2: somebody.
0: you have already, lost your mind. Already,
1: I just, already. Ah, bought a place in Dallas. You are so, so weak. I am. I, I'm weak. Uh, so, we're gonna, have, we're gonna have fun. We'll take a look at some lots. I'll probably just buy a lot and build on it later when lumber's not. Fucking ninety eight dollars. already dropped down, foot. man. We're
0: all good. Bill, we'll baby. See. We'll see. We'll
1: see. All right. Okay. So let's get into this. Talk to me because look, I don't have the computer screen in front of me normally. Oh, like I, right, like I run this. So you run the show tonight. God, f-
0: heaven forbid. God forbid. Happens. I'm running yes. the show. Is that what it is? Jeez. Yeah. Hold it. You thought Jeez. in the past that you were running this show.
1: There was never any doubt whether oh I was running
0: God. this show. You are so. You are so <laughs> lost in it. life. I love it. I love Maybe it. I love it. Maybe we'll Come stay
1: on track tonight.
3: Hey, oh, my God. All right. You
1: know what? You just sit there, Kate. John and I are screwing this pooch. You just sit there and hold the tail up. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, buddy.
0: All Let's right. talk about the PFL first. We had uh, some some interesting fights. There were some fights I didn't agree with, but you know what? It is what it is. Let's talk about Kayla Harrison versus Cindy Dangwall. It was exactly, in my opinion, what I said. Kayla Harrison is phenomenal. She is an incredible athlete, she's becoming an incredible MMA fighter. But she's just not facing competition that's pushing her. She's not facing the people that are going to put her to that next level right now. She's doing it facing people that she's just head and shoulders above as far as athletically, martial arts skill-wise, everything. Not that Cindy Danwa doesn't have a lot of skill. She just She's never had any stand-up at all. And when you look at the difference, her game was always judo. Eh, she's not going to out-judo Kayla Harrison.
1: So No. John... It really just comes into this conversation that I'm hearing, and look, I could could be wrong. I'm just simply saying that I'm hearing buzzes that Kayla Harrison is thinking about leaving the PFL. Oh, I've heard more than buzzes. Okay, okay. There's just, more I, than I, buzzing going around. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm hearing that she, she's thinking about leaving the PFL. Now, look, mon, money, everyone understands money is great, but they want to get to the next level. They want to say they want to fight other They want to fight other places. They want to try it out. I get it. I understand. Um, uh, For me, I've always went where the money was. So for me, when she says, uh, you know, if you're making a lot of money there, you're always the winner of the tournament. And they only have that tournament in that weight class for you. I'm thinking to myself, why? You're already, you're already, you're already a medalist in the Olympics. Why even bother? Like just, just keep making your money. Like the rest of your life is not going to really make a difference. You're making your money. But I guess it depends on who you are and what you want to do in life.
0: Yeah, but here, but there is this. Let's be honest about this. Kayla coming from the Olympic background going straight into the PFL and she's got all these people like go go to where she trains. She's got all of these athletes both from the UFC, Bellator and she sees, you know, that people are saying, people like John McCarthy being an asshole saying, "Hey, you're just not facing that competition that you need to face, you know, that that top quality competition that You know, I'm not saying that you can't be in there with him. You absolutely can. You have that skill set, but that's what I want to see. And so I think, you know, she's a prideful person. She's got an ego, which every fighter has, and she wants to test herself. She wants to be put up there against the best, but she's also a businesswoman and realizes I'm making really good money with the PFL. So she is, she's kind of in this, I'm not saying she's in negotiations, but There's talk going back and forth between her and a guy named Dana about, you know, whether she's good enough to be in the UFC, which is absolutely ridiculous, you know, to say, well, I don't know if you're good enough. Stop. You sound stupid saying that. You know, that's not true. You're just playing a part right now. Don't do it. She is absolutely good enough. So the real question is, how much are you going to pay her? Because she's making great money right now with the PFL. She makes great money for every individual fight. And then she gets a nice million-dollar check at the end of the season when she wins the the uh, season playoffs or whatever it is. So, you know, the real question for Kayla is what's important to you? You, you were in the UFC. You you were there. You know what it's like. You, you made it there. there. Okay. People can sit there and say, you know, well, have you ever fought in the UFC? And you go, yeah, I did. and. All that, you have that in the background. So then when you go after the money, it's like, yeah, I've, I've been there, done that. This is what's important. I know what's important, what I what I need to do. She hasn't been there and done that yet, so a little bit different position. A little bit.
1: But is she really still, when she goes to the UFC at 145, they really have no division. So who no, is she I fighting?
0: Who well, is that's the fighting? real question she because don't... that's her teammate. They, they train at the same place. So Amanda and her do? train at
1: the same place. So then what do you do? Like, I don't, I, 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 honestly, I don't know. I honestly believe that she shouldn't go there. I, I, and I know everyone's going to think I'm going to home her, but she should go to the UFC or she should go to Bellator. The reason why I think she should go to Bellator, you're saying she's her, that Amanda News is her teammate. Why go there and you're going to have to fight her if you want the title? Yeah, like absolutely. you can't just go there. And like Dana's going to expect you to fight her. Yeah. And so why go there? Disrupt your guys' friendship, your relationship, all that stuff. For sure, over money. Maybe they may pay you some money. I don't think they're going to pay you as much as what the what Bellator will pay you. I don't think they will. They may they for the first fight. They may pay you that much until you fight a man. As soon as you lose, though, they're going to take your, your pay scale way back down. So if you lose to Man Nunes, they're going to take your pay scale way back down.
0: Well, like, that the would be a object- contract. If you win, you're going to keep it. If you lose, yes. you going to go to this.
1: Yes. That's the, that's the thing. I feel like when we're having this conversation with um with everyone at home. You guys should understand how these contracts work. Look, they will pay him, they will pay her a lot of money like they did Michael Chandler. They pay Michael Chandler a ton of money. Well guess what? He just lost. His pay scale will drop now, probably to almost half of what he was making. Yeah, dramatically. So what he what he did, and I and I and everyone knows I don't like Chandler at all. But my point is is with him though, is that he banked on himself and I can appreciate I that. love that. Go, I love Michael. the fact I exactly way to go, Michael. I love the fact that he banked on himself. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be the fucking champion yep. and I'm going to go out there and prove there when I am. Maybe he will be later on down the road, not right yeah. now, but maybe he will be later on down the road. But my point is, is that I like when fighters bake on themselves. They say, Hey, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to make as much money as I possibly can. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to bounce. I'm going to go somewhere else and make as much money as I possibly can. Some of these fighters stick around and, in whatever organization it is, and they continue to beat a dead horse with a stick, thinking they're gonna keep getting like Dana's gonna keep doing them favors. So it's not true. You know, and they're gonna, oh, I'm gonna give you this, I'm gonna give you that. No, and they keep signing these long ass contracts. Fighters, stop signing these these six, eight, ten fight deals. I'm okay with a six fight deal if you're young and you know you're gonna want you want to be there for a while. But if you're in like your twenty eight to thirty-four range, don't sign anything longer than four fights. Don't because you can end up catapulting yourself into that top three, and you're making the same money that you would have been making before that. Like, it's stupid, dumb. Anyways, back to Kayla Harrison. I I do I am hearing that she's thinking about leaving. I would love to see her fight in Bellator. I think the fact that she is teammates with Amanda Nunes, it does, it does make it even more interesting to see her fight Chris Cyborg. Because if Chris Cyborg has a weakness, it's her grappling. Absolutely. 100% it's her grappling. And Kayla Harrison, she knows that she knows how to get to the fight to the ground, obviously. And when she gets to the top position in the grappling position, I think she's, she could be dominant against against uh, Chris Cyborg. It well, would be a very we, interesting conversation in a fight. When you sit
0: there and you say, Chris has worked at her ground game. She, now she's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But it still doesn't equate out to the, the ground and what Kayla Harrison is capable of doing. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, John, let's just be honest. She, she might be good in, in wrestling. She might be good at stopping takedowns. She might be good at jiu-jitsu. She might be black belt now. But the issue is, though, is that she doesn't fight smart sometimes. She has gotten a lot better since her loss to Amanda Nunes. Yep. She has gotten better. She has, she's fought at a better pace, and she's also fought a lot smarter. Instead of just walking in and thinking she's going to dominate everybody, she's done, she's, done better. she's done better at avoiding those type of situations. She's hit you, touched you, pieced you up, and then like, she's been more smart about it. But with Kayla Harrison, she's just going to run in, clinch her, grab her. As soon as that happens, you're going to see Chris Cyborg, I think, get thrown. And I think the potential is that when it gets to the ground, she's in a lot of trouble. I'm not saying that she's going to finish her right off the bat. There's going to be a no. lot of scraps in the process there. But Kayla Harrison's that... going to take some shots also on the way
0: in. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she, I honestly don't think Kayla's going to be able to finish Chris. Chris is good enough to where she's not going to get finished by her. But that doesn't mean that Chris would be able to get away from Kayla or yeah. get herself back to her feet. And not lose the, each round as it's going by by Kayla being able to take her down and control her.
1: Yeah, I think I also think that more people would rather see the Chris uh, Kayla Harrison and Chris Cyborg fight versus the Amanda Nunes and Kayla Harrison fight. Just my personal opinion, that's and I'm not, that's not a homer status. That just means like, look, the gold standard, no matter what, for the longest time, has been Chris Cyborg, and Amanda Nunes. Sure, she beat her. Oh yeah, we're talking about we're talking about one fight. If they, if they, if they really cared, they would have loved to have run it back and done it again and took a chance. But they didn't want they didn't care about that. What they wanted to do is they wanted to take that from them and then go ahead and run along with it. And which which is smart on their part. I'm not, I'm not knocking the UFC for doing that. Brilliant on their part. But I think if you're gonna say that you if you're talking about who has been the for the longevity of the sport, who has been the most dominant force in women's MMA, it's been Chris Cyborg. You know. It, Amanda Nunez still has some work to do. She's got more time to, to put it in. Uh, I'm I don't not believe Amanda has more work to do. I think she does.
0: Well, here, okay, and this is really what it is. With a little if bit there, more time. If it's, you're going to, to say right now, right now, who's the best female fighter on the planet, who is it? Amanda Nunez. Okay, there you go. It's Amanda Nunes. So, So when you yes. sit there and say, oh, she's got more work to do. Well, she doesn't have more work to do as far as being the best there is at this moment. She's the best. Okay, now, she's, she's, got, got m- she's got. She's that. got. She's got.
1: She's got more work to do to be to be considered the best. The ever. all-time best. Yes. Okay, that's what I, I guess. I, I should have been more clear. <laughs> okay. And, and here's the thing. I'm going to go back to this. I just so got to check you on it a little bit. Uh, every, of course, of course. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, I speak out my ass, and I have to be checked a little bit, and I get it. But it really just comes down to I want to see a, a longer duration of 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 dominance, and she's been dominant. There's no doubt she's been dominant. I'm not knocking. I'm not. I'm not, not knocking, knocking her at all. Oh I think. I think Amanda Nunes is fucking absolutely over amazing. the last
0: three four years. Just incredible.
1: Absolutely amazing. But you just said it. Three four years. Chris Cyborg yeah. hadn't lost in like thirteen years or some shit. I, that's like, true. When we start talking about that uh, duration, but as soon, oh.
0: and like, you know, and this is what happens is it's the same thing, you know, you know, as soon as you lose, Fedor, for how many years? Yeah, was he was you know everyone oh the best is Fedor the best is Fedor and they were right the best was Fedor, and as soon as he lost oh he sucks, <laughs> it's like <laughs> stop no yeah. he doesn't someone beat him. It was Fabricio Doom. Came, he beat him. Congratulations, Fabricio. That doesn't mean Fedor sucks. Now, oh. you know, to the at this day, is Fedor the same fighter that he once was? No. He's older. You know, but he can have great performances, you know, a la Anderson Silva against Julio Cesar Chavez in boxing. 46 years of age. It was impressive to watch that performance. So, it's all about putting the person against the right opponent where they can actually sign you don't put someone like anderson against a young stud that's fast and everything right now yeah. put them against someone that you go okay well there's an equivalent that there's their their styles will work and the speed factor won't be ridiculous and i think you know right now with fedor you know coming back they're going to look for someone that 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 works as far as that age difference
1: yeah good stuff I mean, it really just comes down to I. There is there is buzz that she is going to leave the PFL, and if she does, I hope she ends up in Bellator. Because oh, dude, her I would cyborg. I
0: definitely would love to yeah, see her come. I want to see that fight. Bellator. I, well, I'd like to see her against a couple people. I would like to see her against Julia. But it would be, you know, Julia is physical. I think Kayla's more physical, honestly. Mm-hmm. But
1: I want to see the Kat Zingano fight.
0: Yeah, there you oh, go. The cats Catsingano. and Gano Wrestler versus judo person. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cat, cats and Gano, judo player against wrestler, jiu jitsu Nice matchmaking, Josh. Thank you. I know. I've been credited for that before. Good stuff. <laughs> Great stuff. I know. I know. The crowd goes wild.
0: <sighs> oh, there it is. There it is. Now we, now we just Josh lost Thompson.
1: it. <laughs> okay. All right. What other fight? Uh, look, Jenna Fabian, she looked absolutely amazing pieced up beautiful head kick on her opponent hit her with a straight left dropped finish ref jumped in i mean like she works out as she was working on a csa for a while um she was there for the longest time i think she moved over to i think extreme coutures i think is where she's at now yeah, i think so i believe but she's good man she's really good in terms of the feet she was the one and i've always she's from new zealand she trains yeah. i think she used to train with Jen, uh janae harding and the girls out of there, and um, I'm surprised she hasn't gone back. I'm surprised she hasn't gone back to uh, New Zealand, Australia area there to, to work over there because there's more MMA stuff in there now with top yeah. talent. I get it, I understand. There's Sometimes a whole, a you different... know, like
0: you know, Jesse Jess, she stayed in Vegas. You know, look yeah. at Joanne Calderwood. She stayed. In, well, she got she got T Wood, big big T Wood. That's why yeah,
1: Calderwood, Wood. Calderwood, Calderwood's Scottish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah there's West that's, West why, West why, that's why. That's why podcast Dave's, Dave's in love.
1: Yeah, but that's why that's why that's why she never went back. There's nothing there. It's a bunch of <laughs> grass fields and golf courses. Damn. Jeez, that's all there is. Oh, jeez.
0: Dave, you don't have to put up with that crap, man. Right, <laughs> What's he gonna
3: beat me up through the mic? Come on. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna live vicariously through. No, as when cheap oh, videos are you getting bullied this past weekend? Oh, <laughs> jeez. All right, bullied.
0: Let's stay. Let's stay with the women in the PFL. Larissa Pacheco, who has had. A couple of fights already against kayla harrison did you see the knockout she had man tell you what you know it was a good good little fight back and forth but she finished that thing off big power i mean i'm right near probably 10 seconds 10 to 15 seconds left in the round just blasted her opponent helena and it was very nice finish but again you take a look at Larissa and you go well she's lost to Kayla Harrison twice already so now we're going to put her against Kayla Harrison again that that's not the way a trilogy works a trilogy works off of you each have a win yeah. so just I don't know
1: there's nothing you do like like we can sit here and vets all day but like yeah. it, it comes down to what the fighter wants to do and if she wants to move out and do something you know at another promotion then I think that might be best for her you know but I mean like, it's hard it's hard John I will not ever criticize her for sticking around, making as much money as she possibly can no, in the location she's at. Because I will at not criticize day, her for that either. At the end of the day, I'm like, oh, you're an Olympian. And that's more than 99.9% of the people in the world. Like, I'm not going to criticize you anything you do. And the fact that you've been successful in MMA, sure, I don't believe you've been beating the top talent or even anywhere near the top talent, but you did something outside of what you're used to doing. I tip my hat for you for that. Like, you don't think people understand how much how much pressure there goes on to these athletes that were successful in something. Henry Hudo, being an Olympic gold medalist at a young age, coming in trying to be a, trying to be an MMA fighter, end up being a fucking one hell of a damn good one. But the thing is, though, it's hard to think that, like, what if you're not successful? Like, I was an Olympic gold medal. Now it's all been like kind of pushed to the side. I tip my hat to these to these athletes that have have done something in other sport. Come in. Uh, I, I don't like Greg Hardy, but look, I, I, I'm like, Hey, it's kind of a cool thing that you're trying to do something else to make yourself continuously be a, a, a successful athlete, you know? But I, I think, I think it's great, but good stuff.
0: Okay. Let me ask you a question about Greg Hardy. Cause I understand what you're saying. And, and Greg had a situation in his life that I do not agree with. I do not condone in any fashion. It's wrong. There's no, nothing more you can say. It's bad. And you, you should uh, pay the co- consequences of what you know you did. But since he's come to MMA, what problems have you heard of him?
1: None. I haven't heard okay. any. And, th- so and that's, does, what, that's, does, that's the reason does, why I'm does, actually does, talk does, about his fights.
0: Does someone get the ability to say, I made a mistake and move on? Yeah. I mean, every, I was yeah. looking, you know, and I, I love when people, oh, you're a cop. You don't give people. I, I believe in second chances. People make mistakes, you know. Sometimes good people make bad mistakes. Sometimes bad people make bad mistakes. But when he at least has come into this world, he hasn't done anything to embarrass the the sport of MMA. He hasn't done anything bad. He took some puffs on an inhaler during a fight. Maybe you don't want to do that, but that was not his fault. That was, you know, the corner's fault and stuff. So, I mean, he hasn't done anything bad. So I have nothing bad. Keep going, doing what you're doing, Greg Hardy. You're doing great.
1: I agree. I agree. Right. I feel like everyone deserves a second chance, you know. It's, uh, but I mean, it's still going to be a little bit. It's still hard for me to be like, yeah, okay. I I fully support this guy. Well, it's okay that him. you don't get behind. But, him. but I'm but I'm going to say like when I when we, if I didn't fully like him, I probably wouldn't talk about his fights. Okay. You know, but I still I, still, I talk about I talk about his fights. I'm like, hey, I mean, if he has a great performance, I tell you how great his performance was. Okay, let's talk about wasn't... someone
0: you do like. Okay, let's talk. Lance about Palmer, what's up? I love Lance Palmer. What's He's... up, dude?
1: Look. What, I said what this, is I up said, with the
0: party? Because the party has got no balloons anymore, man. It's just I not happening. I said
1: this uh, after his fight with Bubba, and Bubba got mad because he's like, oh, you're just making fucking excuses for him. I'm like, no. Bro, when you have kids, it changes your life. He had his Damn. first baby. And I'm telling you right now, like he, he's not the same guy as of now. Give some time to settle in. I mean, he is getting a little bit older, though. So it's like it's, I don't know if he's ever gonna be able to make a run back, but I think a lot of it had to do is that he just had a baby. His life has changed. Like he's got to get used to that feeling of like, okay, I've got to leave my child to go train full time. You know, it's, it's it's I'm telling you right now, yeah, the I think desire he'll to go do the same
0: things. Yeah,
1: yeah. we got to remember. I think he won it two, maybe three times. He's won this tournament two times. Two times. Yeah. He's he's got money. It's like he's broke. I mean, like. But he does have this thing for cars, so which can make you broke real fucking <laughs> real quick. Yeah, real quick. But, I mean, he's got a beautiful house, got a, an amazing wife. He's got, you know, now a new little girl. I mean, like, just, I'm going to give him a pass on this situation. He didn't make it to the playoffs. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens in the next show. So you who just knows? say, go home he, and regroup. Yeah, go home, regroup, regroup right. get your shit back together. I, who knows if he'll even be with the PFL after? I don't think he I, will. I was hearing buzzes that he was thinking about leaving. Also, yeah, and no I, I pressure. Th- no. I don't
0: think he's he's gonna be with the PFI Yeah, I heard no some problems there.
1: Yeah, no pressure on him as well. But I'm hearing that but he's I'll, just like,
0: and I'm telling you, the guy he lost to, you know, both of it is good.
1: Yeah, he's the
0: tough some bitch man. He's good. So it's 16, not like, and 0?
1: sixteen and zero,
0: sixteen and zero, um, seventeen yeah, now. He was sixteen and zero. Yeah. Yeah. Now no, he's seventeen, 17 and 0. zero. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. yeah he's he's Nasty. good. So. It's uh it's interesting just how one just one year how everything changes. But all right, let's talk about the next one because this is the real one. You had Anthony Pettis lost his debut fight in the PFL against Clay Collard comes in against
1: Roush and he loses again, but I didn't think he lost. Okay. Tell me, talk to me, Goose. Tell me what. Tell me why you don't think he lost. Well, look, he
0: definitely lost the one round. He got knocked on his ass. He got hurt by the, you know, the knee of the shots. And, you know, he definitely lost the one round. But if you go back and you look, it's, it's not the amount of shots that Montefio is throwing. It's what's landing. I don't care how many he throws. I care how many land. When things are are going off of the forearm, off of the shoulder, off of the hand. Doesn't count. I don't know what some of the judges are looking at i thought it was pretty clear anthony pettis should have won that fight 29 28 all right now it could have been if you you know if you were crazy in my opinion and gave it 10-8 round with the one that he got knocked down then it would have been a draw but i don't think that but i just look at it and go he's not getting any uh help from uh anybody sitting on the outside because i actually thought he fought well enough to win the fight atlantic you know? city right
1: atlantic city, atlantic.
2: city. yeah
0: just, just my opinion as I watched the fight, I was like, I, I don't think he lost. And I knew going in, because I watched it afterwards, so it's not like I was watching it live. I knew that he had lost, so I was looking for him to lose. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it going, okay, he won that round. All right, so yeah. he's got to lose the next two. And I watched the next one. He loses it. Okay, okay. And then I watched the third round. I go,
1: what the hell? But, yeah. uh, I, So for me, right, I feel... That Anthony Pettis, he still has a lot left in the tank. I think he's absolutely amazing. He's a great fighter. I think he's also even a more amazing person. I've talked to him a couple of times, trained with him once, like a long time ago. Uh, I think I think he's a fabulous athlete. Um, I think also, though, that fighters that leave the UFC and they go to other organizations, they think that it's just going to be an easy. easy sailing, easy sailing wherever they go. Ooh. And I think if this is just that proving is it. that it's not true. You know, and it was no different than when Benson came to Bellator. I mean, he got smashed by Korshkov, yep. you know, and then like he just got smashed again by uh, Jason Jackson. I mean, he's and I, I'm a Benson Henderson fan. I know people maybe don't think that because I love fought Benson I love Benson. How do you not like the guy? He's a family guy. He's got amazing kids. His wife is absolutely amazing. He's just a wonderful person. Every time he, he helps he to everybody, him, he helps everyone. All of the fighters that come out of his gym, all they do is speak highly of him. It's not the lab. It's the Benson Henderson gym, is what they call it. You know, it's like I'm just being honest. Hey John, I mean, that John, I did not I hear know, that. John, it's okay. <laughs> John, I think you're an amazing coach. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. But guess keep what? Keep Benson nearby. Yeah, keep Benson nearby. I mean, he's kind of the glue that holds it all together because he's he's still an active fighter. He still works with each other all the other fighters individually and helps them try to try helps them try to get to their goals like he has. And so you can't be anything but you know uh, respectful of the guy. Uh, but with Anthony Pettis, though, I feel this. I feel the same way about him. I know that the two of them kind of have crossed paths over the years, you know. And but the bottom line is that they're both extremely talented. They're both very good. With Anthony Pettis, I just feel like when you left the UFC, there was a little bit of that, like, I got this, no problem, you know. And and the same thing. I don't. I wouldn't say the same thing happened to Benson. He just fought Korshkov his first fight. It yeah. was, was not a good fight. Went up in weight, fought at 170, thinking he was going to go. But that was a little bit of the whole UFC thing as well. I left the UFC. I was the champ there. You know, I'm going to go to 170. I fought, I fought. I beat UFC guys at 170. I'm going to beat this guy at 170 for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think there's a little bit of that feeling when fighters leave the UFC thinking they're just going to go to another organization. And walk through these guys, and that's not true. It's not these these other fighters in these other organizations are really damn good. They just don't get the love that the UFC is able to build around their athletes. You know, which is unfortunate because, you know, that's I think every promotion just needs to spend more time um <clears throat> f- focusing and developing their their athletes, you know, whether it's <coughs> whether it's through social media or, you know, um uh, PR. But yeah, but I th- I think he fell victim to that situation. You could be right.
0: So overall, I thought the PFL they had a decent card. You know, it's it's one of those you look at and you go, there was some good fights on it. There was some ones that I knew that was going to happen. I knew that one was going to happen. So, yeah, but there was a couple of interesting fights on it. All right, let's go to Bellator. <laughs> we had Bellator two sixty one. Uh, had some really amazing fights in the in the prelims. There was a couple of them I just loved, but. Let's talk about, what was your favorite fight of the night?
1: <clears throat> uh, my favorite fight of the night? Yep. Uh,
0: right see. now, I have my son calling me who is just judging the UFC. So, I know he wants to talk about different rounds. Yeah. I'm putting him on hold. I'm not going to talk to you. <clears throat> no, I will not talk to you.
1: Let me Sorry, see. Ron, what was my favorite fight of the night? I actually, I, I know maybe people will not agree with me, but... <clears throat> And I don't know if it was my favorite fight of the night, but I really liked the Soren fight. I thought Sorenbach and and... Um, first fight of the guy, night. Yeah, it was the first Bobby fight the on the Bobby Lee. <clears throat> yeah. I thought that fight was a great fight. I thought the way that they were scrambling, the way they were fighting for each other, there was a jockey of positions. I like those type of fights. Yeah. I look back, I would love to see like a Soren and an Adam Piccolotti. Oof. Only because I know <clears throat> that... We saw what we what we got with Sydney Outlaw and Adam Piccolotti was like a bunch of scrambling, a bunch of changing positions. That'd be a great fight. You put Sorenbach and you put Adipicoli together. That'd be a great uh, a great fight. So, I like that style of fight. Um, I thought Jalen Bates put on a great performance. God dang it! That, that was, six, was mine right there. Yeah, he had six takedowns. He did. He had a great job of uh, controlling of the the fight everywhere it went. He's, he got a little overzealous a couple times, dipping his head on the takedowns, shot from kind of far away a couple times. That's just being young. What is he now, 3-0? I mean, 3-0, yep. but super yep. talented. Extremely yep. talented. I mean, but overall, I mean, like, I thought I thought the prelims did a great... They, they overperformed. When I looked at the card, I looked at the card, I'm like, all right, it's not a stacked card name value-wise. Nope. But if I... It, but if you don't know the fighters, I can see why you didn't watch. But if you know the fighters, like we know the fighters, I was like, this could be one of those sneaky good cards, and it kind of worked out to be a sneaky good card. But we had the one fight, you know, on the on the main card that just people were upset, you know. But there was eventually a finish at the end, but it just took so long to get to it, you know. It was the mild juries in Sydney outland yeah. fight. But overall, I thought the performance of the night, and I'm this is a hundred percent legit, oh, no down doubt. Who? Who was Liz the Carmouche? Of Thank Liz Carmouche, absolutely. Why? Liz Carmouche, because Why? she needed that. She needed to go out there and show and, that she can some, put and dominate. Dominate a away. good fighter. Yes,
0: be aggressive, not play it safe. Go after it. Be the person that's trying to finish the fight. That's what she did. Thirty-five seconds. Come on, that was fantastic, and she did it against an undefeated fighter. Man, you just look and you go. That's what we're talking about. That's how you put your your stamp on. You want to put me in a title fight?
1: Yeah, she needed that. And I, yeah. we, I, you know, we had the fighter interviews. I want you guys to understand. When we do the fighter interviews. I don't cut these fu- I don't fucking yeah. cut these fighters any slack. I'm oh, like, I hey. do. I'm like, I, I'm just like, no, no. I'm, I'm, I can only speak for myself.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm saying, like, we don't, we don't really give them a whole lot of. I don't cut them any slack. You want to fight for the title? Or do you not want to fight for the title? If you do want to fight for the title, then get a fucking finish. That's why you haven't got a title shot yet. And so when we had this conversation, and she's like, "Yeah, I really, you know, I give myself this. I give my. I asked her. I said, give yourself a grade.'" And she gave herself, you know, a decent grade. She gave herself, I mean, what a B. She gave herself a B. I think she gave herself a B. But it came down to the fact that she needed to make sure that she um, had got a finish. I said, "Look, I gave no, you a I think little, she I, said C plus. Did she C plus on the okay." Board. So
0: I just yeah, remember C plus on the Vanessa Porto
1: fight. Yeah, I just remember that I gave her I gave her a D. <laughs> so that's all I remember. I remember I gave her a D, and I was like, "Look, your performance against Deanna Bennett, it was it was good. You got the finish, but it was one one going to the third. And, you needed, yeah. The but finish. she okay.
0: But let, let's also give a little credit here. Deanna Bennett did not make weight. Yeah, she she still took the fight. You know, and so there's there are certain things that you look at, you go, all right. Deanna Bennett didn't do her job in making the weight that she was supposed to. So she's heavier going into the fight. That's a deficit for Liz. Liz wins the one first round. She loses the second, but then she comes out and she finishes the fight in the third like she needed to, which was very impressive in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, so when she came out for this fight, I was thinking to myself, she needs to get a fucking finish she doesn't get it, Watanabe need, needs to get a finish also. They need They need to, or she needs to have a dominant, dominant performance where you can just see that Liz is like fighting everything off and just being a survivor like Liz is. I was like, okay, that's dominant performance over Liz Carmouche. And vice versa, I thought Liz needed to finish her. And she went out there, starts her in 35 seconds, and I'm thinking to myself, I was taking Scott Coker during the fight. I'm like, she needs a finish. She's like, yes, yeah, she does. And then seconds later, I was like, "That's exactly what she needs." Like, that's exactly what I wanted to see. So when I'm when I'm seeing that and hearing that, Says everything. I can't imagine she's not next. I can't imagine she's not next. But we're gonna see what happens with the Denise Kowalski fight against Juliana Velasquez. That to me is a great fight because I want to know. I want to know. Juliana Velasquez likes to stand, but she's a judo player. She's got great top pressure. She's got good ground pound. Will she go out there and try try and take? Denise Kill holds down. I don't know if she will. She may try to stand with her, and that's, I think, a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but I thought, I thought overall, that the performance tonight was Liz Carmouche. I thought Jalen Bates had a great performance, and I thought Soren Bach had a great performance. Those three fights, to me, kind of stood out to me. Um, mm. Christian Edwards, I thought was was good. Just showed his inexperience. Had him rock, could have got him out of there in the first round. Didn't do it. Mm. He, he decided to wrestle... First split second gave his opponent uh beyond some time to recover. And then that took away the, the whole get him out of there in the first round and the second and third round. Look, we don't get paid by the minute. No. Okay, so don't be in there for 15 if you don't need to be in there for 15. I know you want to get the experience, but you don't need to get that in the gym. You got training partners like John Jones. Why the fuck are you in there for longer than you need to be? Get <laughs> out of there. Get out of there, kid. But good performance on his on his behalf. What other fights impressed you that night?
0: Um, I thought John De Jesus. There's a kid that you know early in his career had a lot of losses. Man, he's good. He you know, yes, he lost to Aaron Pico in his in the fight before this one, and we have all seen exactly what Aaron Pico is becoming. And so that there's nothing to you know feel bad about in that one. Uh, I thought he fought a very tough fight against John uh, Makapa. It was uh, you know a very technical fight, but man, he was landing a laser left hand down the middle on that. I thought he really put on a good performance. You know, the one thing I want to say is this. I heard stuff before the whole thing about, oh, you know, that, that fight card, that's horrible. That sucks.
1: You know, and, and I, Where did I you will hear be that the... from who told you that. Why would you, <laughs> who who said that? I want to know well, who did... said that, John, who, who John McCarthy, there... John yes. McCarthy. You tell me who said that.
0: I, I don't know who said okay. that. Okay. I, I, I will not say names, but morning combat with luke thomas and brian campbell said that (laughs) but you know but here's and we all have that opinion at times on certain cards and you know of course of course i can remember especially ufc cards that you know i would you know be i was going to be refereeing and people were going oh that that sucks and i'm going like yeah i guess it's not that good a card and it ended up being every fight was great you know you never know and there's there's the ones where you look and you go that fight card is stacked that's going to be awesome and it actually disappoints so the one thing is you know being a critic is great you know we're all critics at at some time but to criticize something before it happens you're not being a critic you're just being you know negative don't sit there and say you know when you don't because you never will know until it happens and when it happens and it's great then say man i i thought that wasn't gonna be that good but man it was great and if it happens and it's bad go i I, really, I didn't want to say anything. I thought that that was a weak card, and it proved itself to be that. But, you know, I can remember back, you know, um, UFC 199 was a pay-per-view. And it was a pay-per-view, you know, and 200 was coming. And I I thought that it was really stacked. And everyone ripped it because the main event changed. The main event ended up being Rockhold versus Bisping. And everyone was thinking, because they had already fought before, that Bisping was going to get tooled by... You know, Luke Rockhold. It wasn't an interesting fight, and there was so many good fights on that card. There was Max Holloway against Ricardo Lamas, which was an incredible fight. You know, and even yeah, the, in the, the pointing
1: at the center of the ring or the center of the cage. Right? Oh so, my
0: on, God, man. I love that part. Yeah, it was so good. You know, th- no one remembers that Jessica Andrade fought Jessica Penne, that, and she you know put her away in that. It was a great fight. Uh, there was Clay Guida yeah. against Brian
3: Ortega. You're you know, and Dominic Cruz wasn't it for the yeah trilogy? Dustin
0: Poirier and Bobby Green was on that card. Dan Henderson had an incredible performance against Hector Lombard, where it looked like Hector was you know crushing Dan, and then Dan comes back, he lands a back elbow and knocks him out. I mean, there was some just incredible fights on that card, and then the whole thing with Bisping beating Luke Rockhold, you know, knocking him out. People look and they go, you know, you can look at that and you go. Hey, before the before that show, people were saying, oh, it's going to be crap. It was one of the best cards. In fact, the very first fight of the night, I tell people all the time, there was a fight between a guy named Polo Reyes and a kid from Korea named Dung Young Ma. I just remember it's Ma, M-A, I believe. Man, it was good. What a fight. First fight of the night. It was like, holy shit. No one's going to beat that. And all of them tried to beat that fight that yeah. night. And so you, you never know. And so I'm just saying... You know sometimes fight cards look like they're gonna be great and they aren't sometimes they look like they're not going to be great
1: and they're really good you just never know so no there's there's been plenty of like ufc cards we've talked about i'm like you know what maybe you guys don't know but when i'm looking at this card i look at the talent that's on here sure we don't know the who the who the the opponent is that they're fighting but that opponent i do know enough about to know this is going to be a sneaky good card and I would say probably seven to, to eight times out of 10, it ends up being a sneaky good card. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you, all you all you really need, and people don't realize this, <clears throat> you only need two, maybe three fights three. that's still yeah. the show. It's still the show. And the rest of the card doesn't fucking matter. It just matters what those guys and our females did to, yep. to still the night. That's it. That's all they need. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the PFL had a couple of them. Last night or yeah, last night, and then the Bellator had a couple of them last night. I'm like, look at uh Samuels over it 10-second knockout. With that was just something I like, come on. Hoket's a fucking uh all American wrestler, wrestler at Fresno State. He I want to say he's a four time uh state placer for California. Yep. He's an actual n- nasty, nasty comes from a breed of wrestling backgrounds, and he went out there oh and o. Everyone Samuel's- talking
0: about him, and they're all talking. His, his nickname was Baby Gagey because he's crazy in the stand up and likes to just stand and sling. And he got starched.
1: Yeah, you know, starched in 10 seconds. And it was just, it was one of those moments like the, the reality needs to set in for these younger guys. Like, hey, this is a real fight. Samuels experience. was a, Samuels was a plus five hundred Who- on the betting odds. Plus five hundred. Yeah, go ahead. Where's take my bookie when you need it? Where's my bookie dot A G? <laughs> Promo code Wayne in. I could have made some money on that Damn. fight. Insane. See, this is this is what the problem is. I just don't know when to bet, when to bet, and how much to bet. That's the problem. <laughs> but you so, know every time afterwards. Yeah, yeah I know every time <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Absolutely.
0: All right, let, Let's talk about the main event, because in my opinion, they didn't disappoint. They went after each other. I love yeah. the fact Tim Johnson went after Moldovsky. I love some of the stuff he was trying to do in the fight. Moldovsky's just faster more elusive gave him some problems but tim johnson was right there there was a score of 50 45 by a judge in that and i'm like man you gave tim johnson zero credit in that fight you know i don't know i, I didn't agree with it but uh i thought it was a good fight i did think that moldovsky won but it was a lot closer than 50 45 and i thought both guys performed very well it was it was entertaining they were Going after each other at times. I love when they planted their feet and started slinging leather. They threw hard, you know. It was uh it was everything that you know
1: I expected in the fight. I didn't, you know, it
0: actually was a better fight than I thought it was going to be.
1: I absolutely agree with you. I thought it was a way better fight than I thought it was going to be. I honestly didn't think it was going to be that good of a fight. I was yeah. like, look, when 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 I when I've always seen Tim fight before, he slows down quite a bit going into the third round, and I was thinking to myself, God, he's got two more rounds. I'm like. He actually picked it up in the fourth. And Boy, the he did. I thought those were the rounds that he kind of had won. I think it the third and the fourth, or the fourth and the yeah. I didn't he, win he, in the fifth. Round. Yeah, yeah, the fifth round. Yeah. So it was like those are the rounds he won. I think he won the third or he won the fourth. I can't remember, but I knew he won the fifth. So when I'm I'm sitting there going, I'm like, man, how is he going to keep up with Modovsky? Knowing Moldovsky's faster, smaller, and able to like stick and move, stick on the outside. He's always in shape. I was thinking to myself, Tim's going to get, like, Tim's going to have a hard time. So this fight's going to slow down a lot where Modosi's going to pick him apart, potentially finish him. That wasn't the case. Tim impressed the shit out of me. And I'm look, when you guys, when we look at fighters, do not let body appearances no. affect you. Because honestly, there's times that I still, as a, as a former fighter, I look at him and go, God, that guy probably sucks. You goes, do it all the time, man. You're I
0: do. Mr. Body Apparel. I am. You got to look ex- at someone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I was always <laughs> fucking ripped as a fighter because I took I know, shit I know, I fucking serious. hated you for that. No, I know, I know. I, was, I was, hey, What can I say? I, what can I say? I'm blessed. Anyways, so <laughs> I know it bothers you guys at home listening to this. I know, I'm very arrogant, cocky, I get it. Okay, it's just confidence, that's all it is. Um, no, it really, really just comes down to the fact that, like, look, but I've seen enough in my career to know certain fighters, Tim Sylvia, um, Paul Bonatello, Kane Velasquez, fucking damn cormier they're not they don't look athletic they don't look athletic at all extremely good athletes for the for the way that their body was built or the way that the, how big they were tim Sylvie was enormous what was he six eight six eight six eight i mean for a guy I mean, he's a ufc champion multiple times over i mean like the guy was a stud man for someone who was that damn big you know the, his athleticism to be that way well There's the biggest the sp- part
0: about tim was his heart tim
1: was tough he was tough as hell. Tim was tough as hell. Remember, his arm broke and he tried not to stop the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Rakemir broke <laughs> that, that his fucking arm and that. arm bar. And he's like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so um, you cannot let body appearances and even me, like, even myself, even with the Tim Sylvia fight, I was looking at Tim, or not Tim Sylvia, but Tim Johnson fight. I'm like, you got like you, you gotta do something about your like, your physical appearance. Give, give me a wax dude wax your body buddy wax just wax wax the belly of the chest <laughs> oh, I'm being smart never listen to him don't do listen to josh wax. thompson tim, do tim johnson do not listen yeah, to josh listen, thompson exactly yeah yeah um i'm actually just jealous because i don't have any hair on my body <laughs> i'm like no hair on my chest no hair on my stomach very actually thankful for that but anyways yeah. um but you know i mean people let appearances get in the way you look at moldovsky he's lean he's ripped you know he's He's a heavyweight. I mean, he's got a good look to him, you know. And then you see Tim Johnson, you're like, oh, this guy, t- t- you know, Modas is going to walk through him. No, that wasn't the case. I did what everybody else did, you know. And I shouldn't be saying that because it's my job not to do that, <laughs> you know. But I thought Tim Johnson fucking proved that he deserved to be in that fight. I was like, oh you're, a, you're, you're a damn animal, a savage, and now I can't wait to watch him fight again. Yep, same here. I, you
0: know, he may have lost the fight, but I don't. I, in my opinion, no, he didn't lose anything in standing. As far as you know, I, he's only getting better. Yeah, he's a he's a much better fighter today than he was two years ago. So yeah, yeah.
1: We uh, overall. We,
2: go
0: ahead.
1: No, Jarn. so yeah, so for me overall, I thought I honestly I ran into some people at the airport the next the next morning, and they were like, "Hey, uh, you worked the fight the other night around?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah," and they're like, they're like. I was they they both of them said that we were really surprised how good that the main event was. They're like we didn't expect the main event. They're like we actually went to go watch Keone Diggs and Daniel Weichel. They're like we want to go see our boy Keone fight. They're like we were really surprised how good the main event was. I was like oh all right cool. I, I, I was actually I, I told them too. I was like I was actually extremely surprised as well on how good it all was. Right, well we didn't Let's, we didn't
0: talk about two of them real quick so we we'll, we'll, quickly Sydney Outlaw. You looked great. You dominated that fight. But the one thing that I will say and I said it during the broadcast. I love the fact that Miles Jury at a certain point finally in the third round realized, all right, I got to do something here. He goes with the flying knee. He gets in a bad position again, but then at least he tried to do things to get himself out. He didn't sit in the same position and just let this clock go by and say, oh, well, I didn't get submitted. That is why he got submitted is because he was trying to get himself out. He was opening up a little bit and that can happen. So, Miles, I know it wasn't your night, but you have nothing to feel bad about. In Sydney Outlaw, you look great. I'm just gonna go with that because I want to talk about Daniel Veicel versus Keone Diggs. I thought it was a really good fight. I thought I thought Keone had some problems in the beginning of that fight with distance timing. It was a little bit off. I think the speed of Veicel actually was giving him a little bit of trouble in that it fight. Was. But then it kind of it changed and stuff. And in the end, I thought Keone Diggs got him.
1: What did you think? John, when look I, it's okay, to answer your question, yes, I thought Keone won. But I also was not mad they gave it to Daniel. No,
0: actually. I was not mad either. That's I'm the not thing. saying I, it was a bad cause it could no, have gone either way.
1: And that's the thing. I want people to understand. Like I can see why they gave it to Daniel. I, it was not, close. I'm, yeah, I'm not taking it away from it. But I gave it like when I was listening to you on the broadcast, I gave exactly the same type of credit in that third round. Keone rocked Daniel. He rocked him bad. Heard yeah, him. Heard hurt him it. bad. And so, if I was going to give someone that round, I gave it to, to Keone and I gave Keone the second round. I That's didn't I give did. Keone the first round. So, I, because nope, Daniel it Weichel, it. Daniel Weichel hurt Keone in the first round. He rocked him yep. bad as well. So, if I'm yep. going to say those two rounds canceled themselves out, round two was the deciding factor. But I thought Keone landed the harder, cleaner punches in the second round.
0: But it but was I, a clean, it was a good, close fight. Both guys fought was. their asses off. It was a uh, good competition. So, I don't have, I don't have a complaint either way. I understand. Especially when you're judging, you're only seeing one basic view of it, so all depends okay. on where those things are happening.
1: I am completely against five round main events for, that are not title fights, unless it's for the number one contender spot. But this was one of those fights where I felt like they were just getting warmed up in the in the third. I was like, this is the, I want to see two more rounds. That that was the only like if I was to say, hey, I want to see a fight go two more rounds because they were getting after it, especially in that third round, and it was only getting better and better and better. So I want I, that. These are the those are the type of fights. I'm like, damn! I wish I wish I could have had two more. Yeah, but rides. you can't. You can't have that idea. You that, yeah. can't. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> now it fucking drives me crazy. But hey, yeah. both guys, they both that went out there, laid it on the line, and uh, you know, Keone's gonna get. He'll, he'll get better from here. His first yeah. loss of his career. Nine yeah. and uh, nine and one now, but he was nine and zero oh before that. And Dale Weichel, Daniel Weissel, Daniel weissel has got fucking fifty something fights. You know, so he's just Shift like, that. all right. He's like, on to that the next just- one. What fifty
0: third fight? Yeah, holy, but Jesus! Yeah, he's, he's, he's a better stunner. figure out that hurt. This stuff hurts. <laughs> he's you know it's it's funny you talk to him and he loves it. Yeah. yeah, he's he's just he's still happy with what he's doing. You know, loves what he's doing. So you got to give him credit, man. The guy always comes in shape, ready to go. Yeah, he's impressive.
1: Yeah. He's good. Like I said, I think he's probably one of the best technicians we have on our roster. He's, he's, he's a technician. He's good. He's good all the way around. He's hard, hard to take down. He's got great stand-up. He's good off his back. He's good on top. He can take the fight anywhere. That's what you want to see. He's he's very well-rounded. True MMA yeah. guy. Ah, uh, you know. All right. Well, hey, go to uh, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code in, and they'll give you a little extra spending cash. We got the playoffs coming up. The Golden Knights have been eliminated.
0: It and, is the Habs. Yes.
1: Versus, versus Who the... Who knows? What do you mean? Who knows? I don't no, know. Island, Island, Islander, Islanders got eliminated. Lightning's no, the Islanders got eliminated. Oh, it's Tampa Bay the, eliminated. It's, it's it's the Lightning. Oh, I
0: it's wanted to, the I want, Lightning. I, I, John, okay, well, I'm John. sorry. I screwed, Well, I didn't know because I didn't see it. I've been up. Keep up with this stuff. Come I on, dude. I watched <laughs> when the Islanders came back and beat him and brought it to the point of the last, the seventh game, and I didn't. I didn't see the seventh.
1: Hey guys, all I'm gonna tell you guys is this: bet on overtime, okay? If there's an <laughs> overtime bet, bet Who on overtime. Yeah, bet come on, on we, overtime. we gave them that before. Yes, we did. So just keep making that with money, nothing okay? But I want my percentage though, ten percent, okay? Ten percent. All right, guys. So hey, let's get into the UFC and we'll talk about that. Let's uh go for it. Look, I want to be very frank with you guys. I didn't get to see a lot of the prelims. I was in the air flying. And on my way down here, so I didn't get to see a lot of the prelims. I did catch some of them. So just being up front with you guys, I know everyone's going to comment in session. Didn't oh, even watch okay. the session. Oh, it's okay. Didn't even watch the fucking fights. And I'm like, did Look, you? okay, man.
0: then I'll go from kind of a little higher up. Did you get to see Jeremiah Wells in his debut against Warley Zalva? I didn't. Okay. I, I want to talk and, about
1: And somebody said it was fucking amazing.
0: Jeremiah Wells. God bless you, dude. That was Fun to watch because you are nuts. He is fast. He is strong. He went after him to try to tear his head off. And I mean, I thought he was getting tired. And I thought, you know, I thought Warley had kind of, kind of, you know, gotten through the first round. He was getting, starting to feel his distance. Everything was kind of looking towards him. And man, Wells came back out in the second round, stepped on the accelerator again hit him with a shot hurt him and put him away big shot he was fun to watch that's what you talk about making a debut jeremiah wells welcome to the ufc because that was fun to watch it was impressive because i you know i think warley is a very good fighter especially in the stand-up and for the most part you beat him up in the stand-up and uh it was a very impressive performance so
1: i heard you warley know in see. a didn't warley uh bet 25 grand on himself to win did he yeah, I believe so. That I think didn't work bet, out well. I, I think he bet twenty five grand on himself to win. The only I don't know why he bet twenty five grand to win ten grand. It was it was his fight purse. <sighs> he bet his entire fight purse.
0: Oh, that's not a good night. You just
1: Horrible. fought for free. Horrible, what? man. Horrible. Uh-huh. Twenty five grand.
0: What about did you see Rachmanov versus uh Mikhail Perez in his return? Oh, uh, Give, it,
1: give me the details. I gotta see.
0: Rakhmanov is uh, from Kazakhstan. He uh, trains with a couple of. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. I love him. What's it? Uh, I'm gonna screw up his name. He, he's the guy that's got the stand up game, and he kicks like a mule. He's awesome. But um, he fought, you know, McKelp. I, I always say it, Perezes, Perezes, whatever they want to say it. But you know, Mikhail's coming off of uh long layoff. He was usually at 155, went up to 170. Got but it. He's got, got great jiu-jitsu and everything. But here's where you look at a fighter, and I'm not saying anything bad about Mikhail, but he was getting beat down with big shots. And when Raza, uh, Ra- um, I can't even say it now, Rachmaninoff ended up, getting towards his back, slips in the choke, right away taps. That's yes. telling you, I don't want to be in this fight with this
1: yes, guy Yes, yes, yes. I did see you that know. fight. Yeah.
0: And uh, Rachmaninoff looked good. That guy, he's a stud, man. He wears funny hats. There's <laughs> a lot of fur in there with tails and stuff. But, man, he can fight.
1: Yeah, I, I've noticed that There's fighters sometimes will take a chance. And we'd t- you talked about this the other night um, with the with Miles Jury. Like Miles could have given up a plenty of times. There's yep. fighters when they they when when they're winning, they're great. When they're when it gets turned against them, they want to be quick to get out. Yeah, you know. And we've they're seen that very low. good hammers. Yes, but they're not great nails. Nope, they don't like to be nailed. That's you know, no one likes to be nailed. You know no. I mean? Well, I mean, never mind.
3: Go ahead. <laughs> so hey, Josh. Like to, yeah. I just want to make a correction. It was Justin James that bet his entire fight purse of twenty. Got it. Okay. Oh, okay. Justin, Justin James. Yeah. James. So it was this? He lost yeah. the decision, right? He lost the decision. Yeah. Split Jeez. decision of that. Yeah. Fuck. That sucks.
1: That sucks. Um, the you know the fight that was I was very impressed with was uh, Moicano. Oh, me too.
0: Like finally fought smart, <clears throat> instead of being this guy. Here's a guy. I and mean, this is what I talk about all the time. Here's a guy that started out in jujitsu, was very good at jujitsu. Then he starts, I'm going to fight. So he starts doing stand-up, falls in love with the stand-up game, falls in love with knocking people out, falls in love with getting in these little battles and stuff, and it starts to work for him a lot, and sometimes all of a sudden he runs into that guy that puts him on his ass and. He fought this fight, and going into it, I said, Jai Herbert is good on his feet. You know, this is a guy who trains with Leon Edwards and all of them. He's good. He's fast. I don't know who's going to win. I I know that if it goes to the ground, I know Moicano's got a big advantage. Is he smart enough to take this to the ground? God bless you, Hanato. You were smart enough. You fought smart. You used your talent. That's what a good MMA fighter does. I thought you put on an incredible performance against a very tough guy you just dominated him
1: he got he was getting pieced in some of the first in exchanges. the stand up in the stand up he was getting yeah. pieced. and i was like i was like bro you got to hit this shit to the ground he ate and some second, big shots second later he gets to the takedown he gets to mount right away and it was just like Oh, just he put on bead, a clinic just on the ground. The shit out of him. I was like, "Oh." He put
0: on a clinic. Nasty. The way he was passing and then going to mount and then coming out and going back to mount. I'm like, "Jesus Christ. Yeah. You are just at different levels." And that's where why play the other guy's strength? Play your strength. Make him fight your fight. And that's what he did, man. He looked fantastic. Ego
1: gets in the way sometimes. It's unfortunate. Whoa. But it's true, especially with yeah, okay. fighters.
0: What about, you know, I was just listening to a thing about Nigerians doing so well in our country as far as people coming from nigeria or just have this percentage of doing so well and i'm th- and I right away i was thinking wow ufc fighters yeah let's, let's talk about them yeah. okay because you know and then kennedy and i don't i don't want to screw up his last name so kennedy mm-hmm. you know coming in is I, I don't know if you remember his fight prior to this one but it I, was you remember it probably not cte <laughs> 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 it was against Carlos. uh I want to say, oh, was it Alberg, Alberg, from okay. he's, he's city boxing with okay. you know Iz, Izzy and and uh Berriman and all them. And he's got great stand up, and he fights him, and he's getting just pieced up in the beginning of that fight. It's ugly. It's almost to the point you're going, oh, they might want to think about getting close to stopping this. But he hangs in there, and then he comes back, and he puts out man he fucking knocks him out cuz he's got you know good power and then this fight happens with Danilo and uh, you know Marquez gets his back he's got the body triangle the entire round the, whole fight. the almost
1: yeah, the whole fight he was on his almost back. the
0: whole fight go but you knew yeah. with that figure four on the body for two rounds you oh. knew oh man your legs have got to be just dead yeah. your legs are heavy <clears throat> you know you can't move and Oh, here comes Kennedy again, man. And he put it on him and gets the stoppage. And I was like, way to go, dude. I love that guy's story. I love, you know, that he's got heart the way he does. He seems like a, just a, I've never met him. Seems like a good, just a good guy. You know, I feel bad for, you know, his situation with his mother and everything. But, you know, you taking care of her just says it's a lot more about your character, but goddamn great fight. You just did great. And I love what Saeed said to him in the corner before it. Hey, I believe in you, man. You can do this. And he goes out and he does it. He Just did gotta exactly pull the what he said.
1: Yep. Just got to pull the trigger. I, I can't say it enough. I and I'm going to use myself as a reference, and only and I know it's going to probably you know, like, but I'm simply saying is that Bob Cook always used to tell. DC said it a couple times on the UFC Airlines. He's like Josh is probably one of the best technicians we ever had come through AK. And Bob used to get so mad at me when I would like lay back and not fight. He's like, look, your conditioning is probably better than almost everyone's that you fought. Go out there. You got better technique. Make it a dog fight. You're gonna catch them in transition. You're gonna do this. But instead I would stick on the outside. Yeah, I'd because you a-
0: felt after a while you like, I can win if I just stay safe doing this.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I end up losing yeah. two split decisions that way. Fucking stupid. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and Bobby so like, Green. but that's the thing. Exactly, Bobby Green. But like <laughs> the, those are those are the kind of fights. Yeah, those are the kind of fights that like, you got to believe in your talent. There was moments in my career where I was just like, well, I can get away with doing this. No, no, man. Go out yeah. there and do what you do. He came out at the beginning of that third round. I was like, nah, I'm going to touch you up. Touched him up quick. Shit was over. I mean, he That's put it. some, He put some, put it right on put the button. Put some heat missiles on, some it, heat on it. Put some heat on it. It was straight down the pipe, and then he f- smothered him. Done. Great fight, yep. man. Great performance. Okay. Great fight. Because I was watching, like, Oh, Dirty the Bird. The Dirty
0: Bird. I love it, man. <laughs> Nicholas Dalby, he's he's a tough dude, man. You talk about another Viking. He's a Viking dude. This guy in another century would have had an axe in his hand and he would have been raiding your hometown. But he's a tough dude, and he went after means just Tim Means is the experience, how smart he is in fighting, just the way he did things. I love the guy. He 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 deserved that uh, unanimous decision. So yeah, very, it was one of those fun fight.
1: One of those fights that, like, where he had dominant, I felt like he had a good dominant two rounds. Yep. Then the third round, he just, it's normally him tiring other people out. Yes. And he was exhausted. And it was funny, was. I was actually I was actually able to hear the commentary for that fight a little bit. And they were like, oh my God, he, his opponent's breathing, breathing so hard. He's always breathing. I'm breathing super hard, yeah. super hard, super hard. He's super tired. And it's so funny, Poor they were was like, it? yeah, he was not tired. He was just no. taking in the wind, taking in these The way he breathed. Breath the way he breathes he does it every so, fight that's so funny man he does it every fight how do you not get used to it that's what he if does I, if i was the guy fighting him i'd be thinking he was exhausted too but he obviously wasn't because he had a lot yeah, more, but if, it left in the tank in the third yeah but Good andre
0: Fili against daniel Pineda, man i'll tell you what you know, daniel Pineda still has a granite chin because he took some huge shots and I want to tell Andre, Andre, you looked fantastic. He looked you look know, great. I am sorry that, you know, it ended the way it did. Yes, you were on your way to a dominant win. But, you know, shit happens. So it was, you know, the eye poke ends it. You know, you could tell Pineda was not trying to get out of that fight. He wanted to go on. fight, <laughs> Even when he's getting interviewed, he's still, you know, one eye closed. He goes, I can see you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because you're looking out of your good eye, yeah. you know, but it, you know, it's it happens but andre Feely, you looked really good he was on point he was just firing the only the only thing that he was having problem with that low leg kick was fucking up his lead leg that left leg when it when he was going orthodox he was getting it tooled it was getting torn up on him
1: yeah but those guys with the wide stances now you know they're going to have a hard time with that like the leg kick, the calf kick, all that stuff with those wide going you have to start making adjustments, start learning how to pull yeah. it back. Pull well, he back did make the, the adjustment. He just yeah. switched to southpaw and he took, Started he took throwing that element away. Yeah. The head kick right to the straight left and then boom, 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 pieced up, then eye poke. <laughs> Let me get to that.
0: Uh, what else? Uh, I thought uh, Valiev, uh, Tumur Valiev. he looked really good. This is one of those ones you look and you go, yeah, I really feel bad for Hani. Because, look, he almost had yeah. Velayev out in that fight, the second round. And so you look and you go, who really won the fight?
1: If yeah. it was, you know,
0: who won the fight? I'm going to say, you know, Hani won the fight. But if you go by rounds, yeah, Velayev won the fight. So, you know, it's one of those ones. This is where the the round system kind of yeah you know, puts it. in Because the two rounds that, if you're going to say Velayev won, he, you know, he won, but, you know not not convincingly wasn't you know the first round he won pretty convincingly I thought he was you know just the output third round yeah it was close but the second round wasn't close it was dominant so I don't know
1: this is why you need the half point must
0: system this is exactly why good this point why. there Josh Thompson I usually have good ones yes that was a good one I,
1: like that one. <laughs> I usually have good all
0: ones. right here we go I don't want you want to talk about, you know it comes that point in your career. And I was just talking with someone who's friends with uh, OSP, and he's just not the same fighter. He just doesn't fight. He's waiting. He's not as fast. Tanner, Tanner Bozer. I, you know, I've I've been in their cage with Tanner. He's a good guy. He's a tough guy, but at no time in OSP's true career should ta- Tanner Bozer ever have be, been close to him. It's just
1: age, man. It's. A,
0: yeah it's age 38 slowing down you know he's taking shots that he never took before you know he can't get away from the same shots you know he's getting kicked you know at times you go what's up man you know and nothing's coming back when you're very relaxed
1: but it's not good when your career has been relied solely on your athleticism when you get older that goes out the door asteroid jones jr Same thing with him. He's super athletic. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the best boxers ever. Do it technically outstanding. Technically, technically outstanding. But he his game relied a lot on on his athleticism. Oh, speed. So as soon as you touched his, like as soon as he got older and you touched his chin, it was out done. That's kind of what you're seeing right now with OSP. He moves out of range a lot with his hands down, his chin up in the air. He, yeah. you know, he's not technically sound. Like, but at least Roy Jones was technically sound, but he, li- he relied a lot on his speed and his athleticism to get himself out of trouble. You know, and that's the same thing that OSP has done throughout his career. And now that you're older, you can't rely on those. And that's the issue. And it's only going to get worse from here. So, do I think he needs to retire? Absolutely. You know, that's I, I feel just, bad I see about it. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is his output is not there either. So how no, are you going to no win output. fights if you have no output? If you have no output and you're a lot easier to hit now because you have slowed down, don't do it to yourself, man. Not don't a good combination. Yourself. No, it's not. Move on. Move on to something different in your life. All right, Go let's ahead. move on to Cyril Gaon
0: versus Mr. Volkov. Cyril Gaon just a better athlete, faster. Just overall did exactly what I thought. Pieced him up on the feed as far as I thought he was going to try to get him down. He did. I actually thought he would get him down at a certain point. He really didn't. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's Gone is going to give everyone problems based upon athleticism. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. He is super athletic. Uh, he controls distance pretty well. He's pretty technical though, too, for a heavy. Yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's got technical. some good. He's technical. Oh, he has yeah. some good skills. He needs oh, to,
1: yeah. to. he needs to tune some things up. But he's pretty technical as well on the feet. So. Uh, there
0: there came a point where Volkov was getting hit. and You could tell he didn't want to get hit anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: he was. Having, his nose got a little uh, crunched, and he didn't want to get hit to the face much. And he was very hesitant to throw because he didn't want that response of the counter strike So, you know. It was a it was a decent fight. It was a good performance by Gon. Not a great performance by Volkov in my opinion, but no. you know, went the 5 rounds. Gon definitely deserved the uh the decision which he got. So, you know, yeah. no complaints. It was a free fight. I'm happy.
1: No, my honest opinion was when I saw the weigh-in photos that Volkov looked like he didn't train. And I'm not gonna take anything away from Gone, but his waistline well, you, you is can,
0: you is, can always put you can put Volkov in one of those categories of that body just doesn't look right to be that great fighter. Because he's got the big hips and the narrow shoulders and it's kind of a weird shape, but
1: Yeah, but he normally has might- a he normally has a little bit skinnier of a waistline. Like he's got bigger yeah. hips, I get it, but his waistline and his upper body's a little slender. This time it wasn't. So it looked like he just didn't put the road work in. I don't know what it was. I don't know why. Maybe there was some Training problems, whatever it is, because the COVID situation—I don't know—but he just didn't look as lean as he normally looks for this yeah. fight. And I think as the fight went on, he slowed down too much, and Cyril Gaan just was able to touch him and piece him up. And he was just using like a lot of his athleticism, but he was just technically, technically able to get in there with his speed and his technique. So it was good, good work. Good. I mean, it wasn't it was a good performance? Was it? Was it a no, standout but, performance? No, but I guess what I mean. They're they're all tough fight with he's Still undefeated, man. With heavyweights though, he's nine and zero oh now. With heavyweights, I just have to. You have to always remember that the whole fight can change in one punch. Like with with guys at one to at one twenty five, we're not worried about that a whole lot. They're gonna take six to eight punches before someone goes down majority of the time, right? Like, but the guys at heavyweight, it only takes one and doesn't even have to hit clean. Pretty much, you know. So, I mean, overall. I thought the card was actually a lot better than this is one of those cards. I thought the card was a lot better than I thought it would be.
0: You thought the action was better than what the
1: card yes, was? Yes, exactly. yes, exactly. So do I. Thank, I thought well, it was thanks good. for rewording that for me because I have a hard time You're with welcome. those things. I'm you know, here math, for English, yeah. uh, vocabulary, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. All those things, yeah. Human relations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah HR. HR. Ah! <laughs> uh, hey, you better be careful before I, t- I before I ask you that question. Has anyone ever grabbed your junk?
3: <laughs> of course oh, they have. Of course.
1: All right. Uh, okay. So, um, okay, what do you got for us, Dave? Let's get into the news.
0: Dave's putting right. up pictures of other bodies that are fantastic. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> I can't oh, see Dave. anything. I don't have um, my computer up. I'm not at the. I'm not at my real studio. So we're just. All right, first piece of big news is uh, the Fedor return and uh, the first, is it the first Bellator event in Russia? Mm-hmm. First Bellator event
0: ever
1: in Russia, yes.
3: First first
1: major promotion, correct? To go to Russia? Or no, no, the UFC, no. you UFC went been in the, Russia? You went to Russia? Where'd they go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went well, to Do Moscow. you recall? They just went. They went to Moscow. Yeah. Huh? What, A couple times just... now. I
0: think they've been there twice.
1: Oh, have they? Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm glad. I'm glad we're finally hitting that, that side of the world. All right, go I ahead. I think it's, it, it's
0: good for. Uh, Fedor to be able to go, he hasn't fought, you know, in his country for almost 10 years, you know, and most of his career was fought, you know, either in Japan or the United States. So it's nice to, you know, that he can go and perform in front of his countrymen, something that he's always taken a lot of pride in was, you know, his country and, uh, you know, representing Russia and stuff. So I think it's a good thing for him. And it's, I kind of like the fact it's weird because, you know we did the uh, press conference thing. It wasn't for most people to watch, but it was with the press and we did this whole presentation thing. And I thought it was weird going into it that we weren't going to announce who his opponent was because they don't know. They're actually looking and and coming up with, they want a they want a good opponent, but they want it to be, you know, someone that has, you know, uh, a, a record or a standing that makes sense in fighting Fedor at this point. And, uh, it's kind of like now everyone's guessing. So everyone's talking about that thing because they don't know who the opponent is, which is good.
1: Who do you think it is?
0: I don't know who it is. I know, I mean, I, I know names that have been brought up, but I don't know who it is yet. Because I don't think Scott Coker knows exactly who he's going to do. I think he's got ideas, but I don't think he knows. Who would you like to see him fight? Oh, my God. You know, if I was going to say who do I want to see him fight, I would want to see him fight someone that you know. I, you couldn't do it again because he has health issues. But if you remember a long time ago when Fedor fought Krokop, that was the, one of the biggest fights ah. ever. I would have liked to have seen that a second time. That would have been kind of cool because Krokop had still a great career after that in losing yeah. Fedor back then. So that would be fun. I could understand seeing Josh Barnett against Fedor because... Josh Barnett was supposed to fight him at Affliction 3, and that canceled because uh, certain things Josh got in trouble for, and and so things ended. So that never happened. So that would be kind of good. you got Matt Mitrione, who had the kind of like double knockdown with Fedor and beat Fedor, who I know Fedor would love to fight again. So that would be one that he would like to get back, I think. And then there's guys out there like uh, Alistair Overeem, you know, I'm not too sure about that one. I know Alistair's signed with Glory, so I don't even know if it's possible. But, you know, Alistair's been around. He was in Pride for a long time. He was fighting at light heavyweight back then compared to Fedor fighting at heavyweight. But it would be an interesting thing because of everything that Alistair's done and the fact that he was fighting in Pride when uh, Fedor was fighting there. And the last one I would say would be, you know, you could pull in Junior Dos Santos. You know, Junior, a guy who was the UFC champion. Uh you know, likes to fight in the stand-up a lot. I don't know if that would be one that you could do. So, all of those guys. Mm. Which one do you think?
1: I like your Mirko idea. That sounds see? wonderful. I like, I like the Mirko one. Too. That sounds really good. Um, I could see the Matt Mature thing going on because of the double knockdown. Yeah. You know, I could see that happening as well. Um, You know. Who was the other guy that you said? There was another guy.
0: Oh, I said Josh Barnett?
1: Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Josh just had so many problems. He's had so many issues with commissions and everything else that goes on. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Look, realistically, I don't know. I mean, I I have no desire to watch him fight uh, Overeem or JDS. No desire at all. Just not there. And I, I honestly, to be honest, I have no desire to really watch him fight uh, maybe Josh Barnett—that would be the one kind of, I guess, because there's, there's nostalgia there a little bit. But you know, whatever. Whoever Scott puts in front of him, I, I mean, it should be fun. Yep. I, I guess my next question is though: is do we cut bait if he loses? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I know this is like, and this is one of those things—they have a working relationship. They, you know, with with Coker and with Fedor, and it's it's been like, hey, I've helped bring you to the states. I've helped get you fights. I've, you know, like. It's been vice versa. Like our champions are from his And he's camp. helped build his team. He's helped build his team. You know, so there's a lot. Like, and you know, but he's 44. Four, 44. Like, if you lose in Moscow, if you lose in Russia, like, do we do, do we fold it up? Yeah, I think I think, I think at do. that point you do. I think we do. I think it's I time to say, okay, you know what? Yeah. You've
0: had a phenomenal career. Just let's 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 put it to bed. Yeah. I can understand it. I thought it was pretty
1: cool. Even to if John... he gets a win, you can say I... that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool that John Jones uh FaceTimed him to say, I hey, love I was, that. I'm excited for your for your fight. I'm happy for you. I thought that was John like Classy move, John. The, I thought it was a classy move. Good stuff,
3: John Jones. Nice work. Yep. So
1: uh what else you got for us, Dave?
3: Um so the the next piece was just uh, Misha Tate posted a picture of her progress uh for the fight coming up on July seventeenth. And, you know, just for anyone questioning whether she's taking it serious or not, she's saying she's in the best shape of her life.
0: Well, I will tell you this. Josh and I just recently went through a human relations class. And so I cannot professionally speak about what I am seeing on the screen. But I will say that Misha, I am sure, is in top physical form because I am looking at someone that has abs and is in shape so... Yeah, she looks great. I'm not saying that in any way other than she's ready to fight.
1: She looks she's smoking. Two hot. kids.
0: Smoking but see, this is what's wrong. Hot. Misha <laughs> is making life hard on all of the women that want to make excuses for
1: having kids and saying, oh, the kids ruin your body because she's in shape. She's a fucking animal, <laughs> dude. Animal. She looked ripped. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen her. She didn't record. look ripped. She, is she ripped. ripped. she is ripped. She is ripped, yeah. yeah. And I haven't seen her in any of her when she was younger. I've never seen her look this lean. She nope. looks ripped. She looks fabulous. Nope. I wish her the very best. I'm a big fan of hers. I think everyone knows that already. I'm kind of always been a big fan of hers. She's been a. I've known her since she was young, since she was fighting in Washington and in Oregon, and a little bit in Idaho and like other areas there. You know, I've known I've known her for the longest time. We were all in the same circuits coming up. She's extremely talented, and uh, I wish her the very best, man. She was in the, working for one. She came back, and uh, she's starting off her career and starting back up with her career. And uh, I wish her nothing but success, man. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Good luck, Misha. What else you got? To Good do? luck,
3: Misha. Uh, last piece is Rook uh, Rick Rook? R- 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 whoa, I didn't get English. You're you're second language. Rook Rockold claims that Hamza declined to fight him in a main event. And in Rook's comments were he thought he would fight anyone.
0: <laughs> i heard and i i know you i think you heard the same thing not only does has he been turned down once by mr chamayev that's twice yeah it's been twice yeah see yeah
1: yep mr chamayev which is he's managed by uh ali yes, i believe and that's uh ali is. knows luke rockhold he knows but ali things. is being very smart Right Ali, now, Ali, give your boy the smoke, man. Let him handle it. Ah, let, him, let him handle it. Dude, see, Ali, no. Ali, go out there. Let your boy get all the smoke from Rockhold. I mean, look, <laughs> just let it happen. Just let it happen. Just, you know? just let him go. Just let him
2: go. He's yeah.
1: undefeated. Look, Luke, Luke, right now is on. The, he, he's, he's refreshed. He feels good. I'm not saying he's gonna come back and be dominant. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying right now he's reinvigorated himself into being like, hey. This is what this is what I remember why I started this. He's been training a lot of jiu-jitsu, he's been doing a lot of pad work. He's in phenomenal shape right now. He doesn't even have a fight yet. He's already able to spar 5 rounds hard. He's fucking on point right now. He's at AK right now too, training back with the with the Russian guys and a bunch of other guys, Deron Win, Kyle Crutchmer, all the guys that are there. He's back there training with them right now. He'll probably head back down to uh, Ruka to train down there. And uh, finish up some of his camp. He may go back out to Sanford MMA. He said also getting some training there. He's he's refocused himself. He's kind of he's kind of in the process of reinventing himself too. A lot more defensive on the feet. More you know covering, making sure his chin's tucked, hands are up a little bit more, and uh, and utilizing his wrestling his jiu jitsu. So. Hey, we'll see. We'll see if it all pays off. But I would have loved to have seen that Jamiah fight. I thought it would have been a brilliant idea for Rockwell to take that fight, which he did, but Jamiah. He took wanna, it. Ali, Ali, sign the paper, man. Ali, the paper. I just want to tell you, you're a smart manager. <laughs>
0: <Stay> <laughs> tell your way, boy baby.
1: to sign on a dotted line, my no, friend. No, Ali, tell your just boy. stay
0: smart, baby. Don't, Don't be scared, take homie. the
1: bait. Don't be scared, homie. No. Don't all take right. the bait. <laughs> all right, what else you got for us?
0: All right, we've got it. everyone go to prowrestlingtees.com to pick up one of these unbelievably good-looking t-shirts with the weighing in logo. We've got a Independence Day logo specially made for the July 4th weekend coming up. It will cease to exist after July 4th, so if you want to have one of those fantastic looking shirts, go to prowrestlingtees.com and use the promo code AND STILL for twenty percent off on that shirt, pretty good, huh? I did that well. That's normally your thing. Well, I
1: trained you so well to do it. I mean, overall these years, <laughs> right I mean, it's amazing. Damn. Amazing. I just, damn. I wish I could train you how to cut trees down. <laughs> you did. Out. That's why I yeah. fell. <laughs> right, <laughs>
2: right.
1: As a matter of fact, a week and a half before that, I told you do not climb fucking trees. And what did you do? Geez, you must not have had your hearing aid turned all the way up for that for that conversation. Oh man! my
0: pacemaker got in the way. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button, like button on the bottom, the little button as well. Get the notifications. Also, go to our Wayne in Shorts or our Wayne in Clips channel. Hit the subscribe button there as well. We broke a thousand uh subscribe subscribers there we're trying to get it up boast it up so if you guys can please share our clips our short clips anywhere you can we're trying to build this thing up as fast and as possible as we can we are when i get back from traveling we will be doing a show that will specifically go onto our clips channel you guys will love it you guys will enjoy it it's going to be fun it's going to be all the hype you guys man you're putting a whole lot of pressure
0: on us no of
1: course i know you guys are going to
0: love it you're going to they will that it's gotta that means it's gotta be good we're in trouble john
1: have you not heard <laughs> our show do you not listen to our show on how fucking
0: I do. good we are gosh have you know what confidence my hold friend. On, hold on i want to apologize to you you're absolutely right
1: yes confidence is key when you're podcasting confidence is key get that in. get that yeah in that head buddy well, All right, right guys. Hey,
3: speak, speaking is key, and you're not very good at that. So you
1: says the guy who stumbled over something Rockhold's name. Very good. <laughs> Anyways, carry on, carry on, fellas. Okay, look. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this show. We appreciate you guys for being patient with us. Um, we got the show out as fast as we possibly could. John and I do a lot of traveling, and this is a big reason why. Sometimes, like today, this UFC was a lot, a lot sooner in the day, which is great because I'm on the East Coast now. I understand it's nice to film at this time of night versus you know. <laughs> at one in the morning but look i'm glad this show was a little bit earlier so i missed some of the prelims my apologies but i was in the air flying john uh john got an earlier flight than i did and uh after his flight was canceled correct it was yes i ended up having to drive to boston i hope you guys hope you guys enjoyed the show and we will see you guys next time john what else you got
0: i want to say josh johnson have a very good time on vacation there with your family enjoy those times And for everyone else, we will talk to you very soon, but it'll probably be just me and Podcast Dave the next time since my man, the real punk, needs a break with his family. We got to give it to him. So the next time, it's only Podcast Dave and the Ugly Guy. But until then, we will see ya.